there can be no transforming of darkness into light and of apathy into movement without emotion. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome and welcome back to the Curly Talk podcast. I'm your host, Valerie, and I'm so excited for today's episode. I have been diving so much into feeling your emotions and feminine energy. And even though I don't get to the feminine energy that much in today's episode, I still think that talking about your feelings and making it less stigmatized is so important and also aligned with the feminine. And it has just been so aligned with me recently. I have been getting so many messages from Source and from my guides saying like, you need this. And also from other people's guides that are like, tell them they need to feel their feelings. So I feel like the collective is just going through it right now. And I also recently just went on a down spell of myself TBH. And it was an experience this last week through uh, spring break. And I also know I said that I'd get the podcast out last week and I apologize, but I am now setting a strict, not a strict, but like a more strict regimen that I am going to be posting now on Tuesdays. So Curly Talk Tuesdays and I'm going to be posting at 444. I'm recording the intro right now at 416, so hopefully I can get it out by 444. But if I can even do that, I need to check to see if I can even do it. I'm pretty sure I can, but anyways. But yeah, during spring break, it was great. I spent the whole week basically doing nothing and it was so much needed. I feel so refreshed and ready and I actually want to like catch up on work and I was able to finish multiple books. I finished three different books, I think. I finished uh, The Five Good Girl Myths, Adult Children of Emotionally Unavailable Parents, and then I also finished the audiobook Atomic Habits, and that's also why I said that I'm creating that regimen with myself, so I don't want to disappoint you guys if you guys are looking forward to it, so it's going to kind of keep me motivated to keep going, and I think, I feel like I finished one, no, I think that's it, but I highly recommend all those books, especially Adult Children of Emotionally Unavailable Parents. I also think that it is so aligned with what we were talking about today and what we talked about in the last episode as well because a lot of our coping strategies were learned from our parents. So if you have unhealthy coping strategies or you have just coping strategies that don't serve you, then you probably learned that from a kid or you learned it to survive as a kid. And reading that book has helped me so much be able to move through those and to leave those those patterns that weren't serving me behind and to move into more serving patterns. And no, this did not happen overnight. I didn't read the book and magically be able to do this, but it did help. It helped a lot. And yeah, I just had like a lot going on this month and with like midterms and everything. And I know I talk all over the place, but come on, like I'm a Gemini moon. <laughs> it's gonna happen <laughs> and but if you don't like hearing about my life that's cool straight to business I get it I get it but I do want to share and open up with you guys more because I feel like we're friends you know like I feel like I'm like that tough friend that gives you like life advice and just tells you how it is like no bullshit just straight up and I like that I love that and yeah but get into business there is some things that I forgot to say in the podcast that I was like oh shit I should have said that but basically, um, I say during the meditation version, I say talk about like a river and I meant to say like visualize a river 
I think it's pretty obvious, but just in case someone's like, there's no river next to me. I meant visualize. And then also too, I also wanted to mention in the meditation section that there is a feeling meditation. I think I'll talk about that more in the borderline. So in the next episode, I'll talk about that more, but I highly recommend to do that as well. And I also wanted to say that meditation is a lot easier said than done. A lot of this stuff is uncomfortable, especially if you have different vices and different coping strategies, and it is going to be uncomfortable. But the uncomfortability is a sign that you're growing because what you find comfortable is your comfort zone. That is where all your habits that are not serving you anymore live. And if you stay in that comfortability, you're not going to grow. You have to grow by like slowly peeking out of your little comfortable bubble and experiencing the uncomfortableness of your feelings because they're new, you know? It's not that they're bad, it's just that they're different and that you haven't experienced them before. So it's uncomfortable because it's not familiar and your comfort zone is what's familiar. And sadly, what's familiar is stuff that doesn't serve you. So we need to move past that, push that, and keep going. It's hard, but we can do it. And then I also wanted to talk about how a lot of the stuff that I talk about is like mindfulness and I think I'll like explain mindfulness too, but so important to have mindfulness in my opinion to like be able to feel your emotions. And when I also talk about these, like the different ways on how to feel your emotions, it's important to actually be in the present moment with them and to feel them because feeling them is what's going to help release them while you're doing it. And if you don't feel it or if you don't move through it or if you don't accept it, then that is when you're going to keep recycling your old patterns. But I talk about benefits at the end of every how to feel your emotions, like what benefits it comes with. But I also wanted to give a warning almost that even though these are healthier coping strategies, they can still turn into ways to avoid your feelings. So like even if journaling is such a good way to help you feel your emotions and to like move through them instead of pushing them away and getting them out. You can also end up journaling in a way that's not really expressing yourself and it can be just more of like a way to avoid your feelings even more where you feel like you're doing it but you're not. It's important to make sure that we're not turning these healthier ways into unhealthy ways and it's important not to turn these into vices too and to feel and to be in the moment. It's, again, a lot easier said than done. It is doable. You got this. I believe in you, if that means anything. And I also wanted to say that I am not a licensed professional, so if you want to talk about a licensed professional or if you feel like you need more help than what I can accomplish ever in a podcast, then I please get help if you can, and I'll also link some like phone numbers down below for like the hotlines and everything and I couldn't dive super deep into everything that I wanted to dive super deep into in this podcast and I'll probably have specific podcasts for just like meditation and just yoga and just all the things that I talk about today. Don't want to give them all away even though I already gave away like three but it's okay. (laughs) There's still two more that you guys don't know and it's fun you know but yeah. I hope you guys enjoy and let's just get straight into it. Let's get down to business. If you know where that is, I appreciate you. So how to feel your emotions. The hardest thing we can do in life, to be honest, 
And I think I'm going to break this up into like two and a half parts because I want to talk first about more mainstream masculine ways to feel your, your emotions and then talk about a more feminine approach. And I don't think that either divine masculinity or divine femininity is better than the other because we all have both of like the, because we all have both masculine and feminine energy in us. It's just, I think that for me personally, I operate so much better in the feminine. So that's why I talk about it a lot because I get burnt out so much in the masculine. And also I think everyone gets burnt out so much if they're like consistently in the masculine because you need the stillness of the feminine in order to create more ideas and to rest and in order to replenish yourself instead of the go, 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 never stop masculine energy. But they're both beautiful energies. Like I have lived in the masculine energy for most of my life and I love the masculine energy. I love having multiple things at once to do, um, even though like multitasking is more feminine. But I just love like having things that I can strive for and working hard and I just love that energy but I also love to rest and to sit to sit still and to like be more in my feminine energy and I also have gotten a lot of questions about feminine energy just from like my friends and everything and like talking to people I've realized that a lot of people are struggling with being more in their feminine and spirit has told me that a lot of people need to go more into their feminine. And so I wanted to break this up more into like masculine and feminine. But I think that the best way to feel your emotions is a mix of both. Like I don't think one is better than the other. I think that there needs to be a mixture of both in order to fully understand and also get like to the root of your feelings so you can fully understand them. And again, like masculine and feminine energy goes beyond gender. And it definitely goes beyond gender roles. It's more of like your soul's essence in your body. And you have both, but you do have a predominant energy of one way or the other. And I also wanted to reiterate when I say feel your emotions, I mean like let them be, accepting them and releasing them and understanding that they are not you, you are not your feelings, and your feelings are valid, you are valid. Sometimes we have feelings and thoughts that make no sense and that's okay. <laughs> we can accept that. It's all about being a mindful observer and accepting your emotions and observing them and detaching them. Don't avoid them. Detach. I'll probably talk about this. I think I talk about this more later, but don't avoid, detach, and observe. But sometimes you also need to feel. So again, it's a mixture of both masculine and feminine. Let's just get started with my first tip. My first tip on how to feel your emotions in the more masculine. So we're going to start with the masculine. So the first one is the most common one that you probably hear. And you may even roll your eyes like, Ugh, I know I want to get better at this, but whatever. But it's meditation. <laughs> like meditation is such a good way to like, I wouldn't say feel, but kind of feel like kind of like just again when I say feel it's more like like not avoiding them or not ignoring them and meditation 
is so helpful at doing that, especially like being a mindful observer in your meditation. And I know you see and hear meditation everywhere, but it is so helpful taking time out of your day to be in stillness, and stillness is feminine, to be able to separate yourself from your emotions and to like sit back and really observe that your emotions and your thoughts are there. Because a lot of times like our thoughts can dictate our emotions. Like sometimes I'll think of like a random ass thought and I'll be like, oh my gosh, that makes me such a bad person. Now I feel bad about myself. When it's like, wait a second, like let's put a halt there just because I think something. It doesn't define who I am as a person. Like can you imagine if like I thought one thing and then all of a sudden like I had this sign above my head that said this person's a bad person like watch out for her nobody like talk to her like no that's not what happens whatsoever and I know it feels that dramatic (laughs) at least it does for me but what you think is not who you are and meditation is such a good way to show you that especially with like mindful observation because in meditation I'm gonna probably do a whole separate episode on meditation because I can talk about it forever but what you do is you get into whatever position you want you can lie down sit down sometimes like take a bath be in water and you basically just observe your emotions and a lot of people think that meditation is getting rid of your emotions or getting rid of your like thoughts but it's not it's actually like the exact opposite. (laughs) Like you actually watch your emotions and you watch your thoughts and what you're thinking. And it's basically like kind of a way to get out of your body, which is the more masculine approach, which is my meditations more masculine. And you kind of just watch them. You're like, wow, I'm feeling that. Like, that's so cool. Like, wow, I'm thinking that. That's so interesting. One example that I have is one thing that you can do when you're meditating that I learned from my internship this past semester is you are sitting next to a river and there's a tree next to you and the river, like the water is just flowing and every feeling or thought you have is just on a leaf. And then the leaf falls down from the tree and it like gently goes on the river And then you just watch the river carry that thought or feeling away. And then you don't see it anymore. And it's gone. Another, like, visual example is you can also think of a train. So it's like you're just kind of, like, observing. The train is your feelings and your emotions. And you just, like, watch the train go by. You're like, wow, that's interesting that I'm thinking about this. Okay, goodbye. Like, wow, that's interesting that I'm feeling this. That's cool. And if you want it to be a bit more feminine, you can think of it like observing it in your body. So instead of being like, wow, I'm thinking that, cool, goodbye. And detachment is a big part of the meditation process. Um, But you can also like observe it in your body. So you can be like, hmm, that's interesting. Like my chest is tight right now. Hmm. Like my heart feels heavy. Hmm. My limbs are, I don't know. What do limbs do? Double jointed. I don't know. Um, You basically just observe feelings, thoughts, and even like, sensations in your body and you don't attach them you just observe them you look at them with curiosity and you let it go you're like wow okay thank you bye like that's literally all meditation is and sometimes when you meditate you can get stuck on something like it's okay like if you are meditating and you just like can't stop thinking about something sometimes I'll just let myself think about it and just like go over it and be like okay like I've had enough thank you And it's not a big deal. Don't beat yourself up for it. A lot of people are just like, oh, you're so stupid. Like, why can't you just get this right? Like, no, that defeats the entire purpose of meditation. It's about being like, oh, wow, I'm really stuck on this thought. Like, let me, like, get into this more. Let me, like, really dive into it. Like, why am I so stuck on this feeling? Why am I so stuck on this idea? 
Because sometimes I'll even like think about going back to Japan when I'm meditating or I'll think about what I'm going to eat for dinner. Like I think the bigger point of meditation is to just not attach to whatever you're thinking, feeling, or seeing in your head and just accepting it. Leading with curiosity. And I I listened to this podcast, I think it was with, who was it with? Oh my gosh, I'll try to find it. But there's this podcast episode and I really like this. It has stuck with me since. And the interviewer was like, okay, take a moment, say to yourself, hmm, I wonder what's the next thing I'm going to think right now. Potatoes. That's the first thing that came to mind. And then you realize that, hmm, you're not your emotions. You're not your thoughts because I didn't know what I was going to think right then. I don't know why potatoes came. I am hungry and I do want french fries, but like I didn't plan to say potatoes. (laughs) Like potatoes is just the first thing that came into my head. And you realize that your thoughts aren't you. You are not your thoughts and it's very helpful and that's kind of like what meditation is. And when you are able to do that, you're also better able to feel your feelings in the moment and also realize that like detach from them in a way while still feeling them. I hope that makes sense. (laughs) And yeah, when you like do meditation, like you don't have to like sit crisscross applesauce in the middle of a cave that's in the middle of a forest that's on a hike and you're bald. Like, you can do shower meditations and watch the water wash down all your stress and anxiety down the drain. You can stand You can lie down. I like to like lay down on my acupressure mat and just like meditate. You can also take a bath. The whole point is to just get into a meditative state where you detach from your emotions and observe them. I do think that stillness is nicer than not doing stillness, but do whatever works for you. You, There's like so many different options too. You can do guided meditations. You can just do music. You can do nothing at all. Like there really is something for everyone. I personally, when I do sit crisscross applesauce or meditate, because I feel like I get in a deeper meditative state when I do that, I listen to biannual beats of the chakra that I'm healing and currently I'm still on the root chakra because that one is very knotted <laughs> but um and it's been a long process but it it helps like I'll just put the biannual beats of the root chakra and I'll just like meditate or I'll listen to like an audiobook um and just lay on my acupressure mat. I try to listen to an audiobook that is like really helpful for like changing my mind. So I was listening to Stillness is a Key, the second one in that series by Ryan Holiday and currently I'm I'm on Ego is the Enemy and I'll just like listen to a chapter while I'm like laying on my acupressure mat or even just laying on my bed and I'll just like close my eyes and listen to it and that's like a meditation for me. So if you are new to meditation, I would just try to do like two to three minutes every day and do it in the morning or evening. I do mine midday or whenever I feel like I need a refresher during my day. Um, People like it in the morning because it gives them like good insight to move throughout the day and some people like it in the evening because it helps you sleep a lot better and it is an energy boost for me in the midday. The goal is to build it up to 20 because 20 minutes of meditation a day is so beneficial beneficial to you, but even if you can just get in five minutes or two minutes, even ten, if you can do an hour, I've never done an hour, kudos to you, but meditation is just so helpful and I, like, even my therapists have told me that it rewires your brain and there's even so many benefits of meditation, like mindfulness, relieve stress, manage, manage anxiety and depression, it even reduces inflammation, improve memory, and there's, like, just so many beautiful things of like meditation. There's just like so many things. So feel your feelings, observe your feelings, and then let them bitches go. (laughs) Okay, so number two, 
Hopefully I don't talk about this one as long, but another way to feel your emotions is journaling. And I put journaling under masculine because I feel like words and labeling your emotions is more masculine. And labeling is super helpful, especially if you're just learning to feel your emotions, like being like, hmm, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling upset, I'm feeling angry. It's so beneficial. Um, And there's like so much you can do with journaling too. You can do guided journals, morning dumps, and that's not in the toilet. Like you literally just get a page and like write out whatever's in your head. Bullet journals, prompts, just writing shit down and what feels good. I do all of it. Um, I love guided journals. I do morning dumps. I always, every morning I either do a page to half a page of whatever's on my mind. I do a guided journal and then I also do prompts in the morning and in the evening. And I will also write down in the show notes what prompts I use, but I'll talk about my prompts that I use every single morning are like the most important. And it's today I feel, today I release, and today I embrace. So in the today I feel, I write down whatever I'm feeling. And then today I release, I write down things that I want to release. And then in the today I embrace, I write down everything that I want to embrace. And then in the morning journal page, half a page. And then I also do, right now I'm using the guided journal, A Yogic Path by Sahara Rose. And then I'm also using, it's called Self-Care, A Day and Night Reflection Journal. And that one's like a journal that you use throughout the day to like reflect and stuff about what you've done. My boyfriend gave it to me. And there's so many different ways you can journal. You can do pen and paper, like that's what I mainly do. Um, I, my favorite journal to write in is the CD Notebook Premium. It's a Japanese brand and I discovered it in Japan and I'm absolutely in love with the paper. Like, it's so beautiful to write on that paper. Like, I, oh my gosh. And then the pens that I use because pens and paper make a complete difference to like your journaling experience. I use the Papermate Inkjoy Gel 0.7 and I like having different colors and it's just super fun. Another journal that I really love is supplied by Lily. It's an Australian shop and I'll link everything down below too. Um, it does take like a month to come in if you live in the US but it's worth it. I'm obsessed with it. I love the brand. It's so pretty. Instead of pen and paper, you can also use your note app just on your phone. You can just use like, I don't know if Androids have that, but if you have an Apple, just using your note app and like writing it down super quick. And then you can lock them if you don't want anyone to see them. You can also delete them, but also don't discredit the joy of writing something and then burning it like on paper. It's so nice. Obviously do this safely because if anyone starts a fire by me, I'm so sorry. But if you don't want to use your note app too, you can also do Google Docs or Word or Notion to write your journal prompts too. And then you can keep them or delete them, whatever works for you. Typing on a computer is nice and it can be helpful to organize, especially I love Notion with organizing. It's super helpful. You can just like type out your feelings. I would also recommend to keep any of your journals because it is so nice and helpful to like reflect and look back at like the memories you have especially when you're like 15 you're like going through and you're like oh my gosh I forgot about this there's also apps you can use so I really love the reflect reflectly app that's like one of my favorites and I just jot down at the end of the day like what happened at the end of the day because I think it's really cool to like look back at different things that I did every single day and be like wow I totally forgot about this or I totally forgot I felt this way and it's like really cool because it shows you how much you grow and that's why I really just like journaling too but it's cool in the app because they also show you like you can like put your moods and stuff and then they also like put your moods for different weeks and stuff it's pretty cool another app that's similar to like the statistics of your feelings and everything is called the stoic app and I love 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 the app it's not just a journaling app they also have like guided breath work 
work, which I'll talk about later. They have different journaling prompts and they have this one. Oh my gosh, what is it called? You know, I need to be more prepared. <laughs> They have this one journaling prompt. It's called Thoughts and it is such a good helpful exercise. You basically like write what's going on so you describe your situation like any anxious, stressful, or just like something that like you're having a hard time with. So then the next question is what emotions do you feel right now? What are the physical reactions of your body? So is it anger, annoyance, anxiety, guilt, hopelessness, frustration, fear, loneliness? And they have like a lot of different examples that you can use. And then they do cognitive cognitive distortions so they say is your thinking logical and then they show what you put down and then they walk you through some cognitive dissertations and they test whether any apply to your current situation so they said is this a should statement like i should have known that or is this an all or nothing thinking like that was a waste of time is it out of your control is it fortune telling is it emotional reasoning is it mind reading so once you choose those there's a lot more you challenge your thoughts you notice that your thought is blank it's distorted because of the magnification of the negative. Now challenge your thought again with your own words. So this thought may not be true because blah blah blah. And then it takes you to the alternative thought. So facing the same situation again, what thoughts could you replace with your current thoughts? In the same situation, I could think that this and this and this. And it is so helpful. Like I can't tell you the amount of times I've used that when I'm like going on an anxious spiral. It just, it really grounds you down and brings you back to like reality almost instead of like the depths of your anxious brain. Um, and I talk about anxiety a lot because that's my most common thing, but I feel like it can help so much even like with sadness, fear, just stress too. It's helped me with stress and it is a wonderful app. It does cost a little bit of money so it is reflectly reflectly i think reflecty is a subscription the stoic app i believe is a one-time payment um i think it's only like three dollars but i love them i also use a happiness planner and the happiness planner has guided journals and i do their daily guided journals every day with like gratitude like right when i wake up because i like being on my phone when i wake up like i like sitting in my bed for a little bit but instead of scrolling through instagram i write down what i'm grateful for and like what i am excited about today and like the plans i have today and they also have like a lot of other guided journals too it's like a really good app that one is subscription based as well i think it's only a few dollars a month i'm not 100 percent sure but it is just there's like so many different ways you can start journaling and this podcast is already so long and I've only gone through two of them. I'm definitely gonna have to split this up. I'm so sorry you guys but again find what works for you. There are so many different ways. So what are the benefits of journaling? Well it aids with memory, mindfulness, communication, gives you better sleep, a stronger immune system. Like remember how I said that emotions live in the body? Like if you're getting a stronger immune system just by journaling like that is living proof that when you get them out of your head and jot them down on paper, keyboard, or phone, you are not letting them stay trapped up there. And that is beautiful. So you are welcome. Thank you for listening. Okay, number three. <laughs> so we are going into working out in sports. So first glance, this is super, super masculine. And I would argue that it kind of does depend on what sport you're doing. Like if you're doing yoga, dance, cheer, they can be more feminine. They can also still be masculine. Like you can have a masculine dance. You can have a very masculine yoga. And even cheer can honestly be masculine. But there are some alternatives that can be more feminine. But yes, working out can create a mind and body connection. And what I like to do if I am using working out or like dance and stuff is I set an intention. 
So I'll set an intention that with this workout that I'm about to do, I'm going to release all anxiety and stress from my mind and body. And then that I just do it. And then I just feel so much more level-headed. I think going in with an intention really allows you to clear it from your mind and your head and your body as well. And especially with cardio, because you've ever, have you ever finished like a cardio workout and you just feel so clear in your head? Like cardio is so beneficial. And I remember one of my old therapists was like, you need to work out more. (laughs) And I was just like, huh? But she was basically, she was saying that because, and I told her that I did like, I did like this bar class at like the college that I'm in. And she was like, yeah, bar is good, but you need to do cardio because cardio is what's really going to like shake out your shit. You know what I mean? And she's like, it helps so much with like stress and anxiety. And she's like, getting sweaty just helps like point blank. And I was like, oh shit, okay. Um, And that made sense to me because I played soccer like my entire life. And I took out all my anger in soccer. And I was also really happy when I was like um, elementary school to high school. And I think part of that was just because I was always in a sport. Like no matter what season I was in, I was always doing some type of sport. And sports and like getting sweaty gives you endorphins it gives you good happy chemicals in your brain and it's just nice i miss sports so much i remember i flipped a girl one time and then i've also kicked a girl straight in the shins because she was going off about how like she megged me and then i just like kicked her and she like fell and then i got a yellow card but my team was proud of me because i'm not the type i'm like very anti-violence and very anti-fighting but oof, when I'm on the soccer field, like that's when I that's when I take my shit out. Also, martial arts. Martial arts is also a good way. Like taekwondo, jujitsu, karate, kung fu, boxing. It is so helpful. Like I love like doing a cardio boxing exercise. Like even just in my room and just pretending that I'm punching someone that like made me mad. Super cathartic. But yeah, working out so you can get the anger out, the frustration, stress, and just leave it there because it's so nice. So, what are the benefits of working out, especially for mental health? Well, you can reduce and even prevent anxiety and depression. It gives you the happy chemicals that I talked about earlier with the dopamine. You get better sleep and a brain boost, and you get sweaty, you know? Like, how fun. So, get sweaty so we can just run on to the next one. Get it? Run? (laughs) Cardio. (laughs) Anyways, number four. So we're going to go more on the border of masculine and feminine, and it depends on how you do it. So the first one is yoga. You guys know I had to put it in there and talk about it all the time. Obviously, yoga is going to be here. So yoga in the Western world is very woman-dominating, and so when you think of yoga, you probably think of more feminine. But as I said, it's not about the gender. It is about the energy. And if you look in the Eastern world, especially in India where it is created, it is mainly men who do it. And only men were allowed to do yoga in India for years. And yoga is a meditative practice. A yogi is like a meditation person. And personally, that's how I use yoga. I use it more for a meditative practice. And that's also why I separated separated it from like working out because to me, it's a little bit more of mental health than it is physical health. But most of the yoga and most of the yoga is masculine, especially flows, vinyasa, burkham yoga. But there is also feminine yoga, like yin yoga and restorative yoga that is more in the feminine energy. So it depends on the yoga that you do if you're more in the masculine or in the feminine. Again, neither is better, just trying to show the differences so you guys can understand the energies a little bit more. But yoga helps create a mind and body connection 
because you're breathing and moving with the body. So when you do exhales, you like move a certain way. And when you do inhales, you move a certain way. And it kind of just teaches you to just move with your breathing. And that's what creates a mind and body connection. For me personally, I love yin and restorative and slow yogas. I only really do flows or more energetic when I'm in an energetic part of my cycle. So if I'm in the follicular stage or in the ovulation stage in my menstrual cycle, I'll do more like flows and stuff. But I love like slow and restorative and yin yoga in the morning and I do it every single morning. And you can do it in the morning, you can do it in the night. I like it in the morning because it keeps me level-headed and able to talk to people. Yoga is now my coffee since I get, got rid of coffee, which is crazy because I used to define myself to coffee. And even though I personally don't consider it like a workout, there is definitely like workout yoga. Like there's like ab yoga, you can do like butt yoga, like cardio yoga. Like that to me is a workout, but I don't typically do that in the morning. But if you want to do that in the morning, like all the power to you, like stronger than me. I don't like sweating that much in the morning, <laughs> but again, up to you. Whatever works for you, honestly. So how to even get into yoga? Well, you don't have to go to classes because I know the world is kind of on pause, but if you can, go. That's cool. But if you want it free, there's YouTube videos, there's a lot of Instagram graphics, and it's all free. And I honestly don't think you even need a mat. You could, if you have carpet, that's great. You could find like standing yoga where you don't need a mat. Um, you can also do some like sleeping yoga on your bed. Like there is bedtime yoga that you can do on your bed. I would recommend to get like a workout mat because it does help you like when you put out the mat, like your mind is like, okay, yoga. And so sometimes even just leaving the mat out can like signify that you're about to do that habit. And yes, I just didn't finish reading Atomic Habits. But also if you go to college, there's probably like yoga videos like for working out and stuff or if your gym's open cool um for me i personally use the daily yoga app and i've been using that app for three years ever since i started doing yoga and there's a lot of other yoga apps that you can do too the daily yoga app is free but they also have like subscription base as well i am on like their gold subscription which is the highest and i pay yearly for it because it's the cheapest <laughs> it is a lot upfront, but to me like investing in myself especially in something that I use daily is it's worth it it's so worth it and I love like the things that they have um but again find what works for you like do you want to follow someone while you do it or do you want to do your own thing it's just do whatever works for you again and if you want a mat recommendation I use the jade yoga mat it is expensive at first I was using like a forever 21 mat and then I also use a target mat and I finally invested in the jade yoga mat. It is, um, oh I forgot. It's like the most cushiony one because I have really bad knees and that was something that was important to me to find a mat that is very, very cushiony because I have really bad knees. Like I had to go to physical therapy in middle school for my knees. It was so worth the investment. I'm like in love with that yoga mat. But again, I digress and I will link everything in the show notes. But so but what are the benefits of yoga, you know? Well, there's so many. There's flexibility, strength, heart health, aids in sleeping. You get more energy, manage, manage stress. Like, come on. It's a no-brainer. Try it out. Do yoga today. Like, I sound like a fucking infomercial, but I love yoga. <laughs> Talk, DM me about yoga. Like, let's, let's have fun. Okay, so I decided I'm going to give one more. I still have like seven other things to tell you guys, but I don't want this to be too long. So I'm going to split this up into two episodes. Um, but the good news is I will have 
part two up next week and part two will have still the other half of the masculine feminine link borders and then more feminine approach so this one's more of a masculine and then a feminine masculine border and my fifth and last tip for this episode is therapy so I feel like therapy is on the border because it depends on the therapy to be honest like talk therapy is definitely more masculine but there's so many more therapies than just talk therapy. There's art therapy, trauma release therapy, you can also get coaches, sound therapy, and like so much more. And therapy is so helpful because you get to talk about your experience and you get to, if you are in talk therapy, and you kind of like have someone there with you that you know is going to like support you and who wants you to be better. And I wanted to just like quickly talk about like my experience with therapy I, because I know like some people probably have negative experiences or even just feel like, oh, I don't want to go to therapist, like nothing's wrong with me. But it's more than just like going to therapist just because you think something's wrong with you because sometimes like not everyone has like friends or family that they can talk to about things if you do want to go in the talk therapy route. And sometimes you also have mental health problems that you need like a licensed professional for. And personally, I, it took me three different therapists before I found my current therapist and I loved my current therapist. I, the first therapist I did, I did not like her. She ended up like victimizing herself in my therapy session and I was just like, huh? Like, are you really hearing yourself? But anyways, I'll talk about that experience in a different episode, maybe. But the second therapist I had, it was just, I don't know, but I didn't really like her. And then I found my third therapist and I love her. It's, she is like a mind and like body therapist. So she also uses like Reiki and like into spirituality and uses astrology, numerology to kind of give you like a full load. And she also does like trauma release therapy. And I think I talked about the last episode, like EM, EM, EMDR, I think it is. Um, emotional release. And I don't, I forgot. <laughs> I'll link it in the show notes again. I found a therapist that works with me and that aligns with like my values and the things that I'm interested in, like spirituality, numerology, astrology, and she's helped me so much already. And a tip that I found when I, this was like through my sororities thing, but they're saying use psychology today to find your psychologist or your therapist or even a coach because they say psychologist, psychology today is like the Tinder for therapists. And it's true. I found my therapist and I swiped right on her and I'm loving it. I will link the psychology today in the show notes as well. Um, and you can like put your location and everything. Luckily, since everything is more online, I bet you can find a therapist that you like that's even not even like near you, you know? If talk therapy is anything, you can also do like sound therapy. Um, a lot of indigenous cultures use sounds in healing practices and in ceremonial practices and stuff. Sound waves and vibrations can heal you physically and emotionally. There is this one Instagram user that I love and she uses like sound bowls and like bells and like gongs, I think that's what they're called. And I love it when she is on my feed because I'll just stop and I'll like take a moment and just like listen and breathe and it is so relaxing. And I also wanted to take a moment to express that therapy is a privilege and it's a privilege that I am able to do right now because it can be really expensive and insurance may or may not cover it and it is an investment. I know there are apps and smaller services like BetterHelp, but I would recommend to do your own research, but they are cheaper and make sure that you are talking to a licensed practitioner and... You can also, if you are having trouble with like paying for a therapist, because I didn't have insurance for the longest time, you can also look up slide, 
slide scaling pay, like pay on, like pay for slide scale for therapy and even like free or discounted therapists in your area. Um, they are a lot harder to find. I had to do a lot of research with that a couple years ago, but thanks to COVID, there is more accessibility to telehealth and it may be even easier to find a cheaper or free therapist because I did sliding scale for a while too and it was the one that victimized herself. But you know, if we were aligned, it would have worked better, but we were not for each other. And then are there any benefits to therapy? Why, yes. Thank you for asking. It can help you understand your emotions. It allows you to become more empowered, move through your limiting beliefs. Depending on your therapy, it can even like remove trauma from your body. And there's just, it's also nice to know that someone is there for you. And you do have to go to a few therapists to find the one that works for you. But if you are able and when, when you are able to find one that works for you, it is super helpful. Highly recommend it. Okay, guys, I am going to stop it there just because there is so much more, but we're already at 40 minutes. It'll probably be a little bit less, but there's so much more that I want to talk to you guys, but I don't want to make this too long. So yeah, we are going to finish the second half in the next episode. And your manifestation of the week is my feelings are valid. I create space for myself to feel my emotions and I always show up for myself. I release all tension from my mind and my body. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. I truly appreciate all of you guys for tuning in and be sure to check out my Instagram at Curly Talk Podcast where I also post more photos based on the podcast. And I also know that this is like such a heavy topic. So understand that things and feeling your feelings is not going to happen overnight, but it's not going to happen overnight and it's okay. You know, it doesn't need to. We are all in this together. We are, have all learned different coping strategies that we had when we were younger to survive and now our adult life is trying to undo those coping mechanisms that we created for ourselves. So, we're all in this together. We got this, okay? And also too, if you guys want to listen, I mean, if you guys want to give me any recommendations or if you guys want to me to talk about something, leave it in the Instagram stories. It is on the saved ones on my Instagram. And you guys can also connect with me there. DM me. We can talk about anything. Like, I'm down. And please, if this podcast brought you any joy, please rate it in the Apple Podcast. It honestly means the world to me. And I hope you have a fabulous day, afternoon, or night, whatever or whenever you're listening to this. Enjoy your life. Sending you love, positivity, and gratitude to whoever is listening. So thank you and bye. Love you. Mm -hmm.